From the American School Counselor Association, this is I Hear You Say, a podcast for school counselors and other leaders in education. I'm Jen Walsh, Director of Education and Training here at ASCA. ASCA's School Counselor of the Year Award honors professionals who devote their careers to advocating for the nation's students and addressing their academic and social-emotional development in college and career readiness needs. Today, we sit down with one of the 2022 School Counselor of the Year finalists, Matthew Berry. Matthew is the lead and district school counselor for Rittner Husky Academy in Overland, Missouri, where he serves 736 students grades six through eight. Matthew has been a school counselor since 2007, and he received his bachelor's degree from Southwest Missouri State University and his master's degree from Missouri Baptist University. Welcome, Matthew, and congratulations. I hear that you've presented several sessions for the Missouri School Counseling Association Conference in the past, one of which was on the implementation of a comprehensive school counseling program based on the model. So implementation with intent. What does implementing with intent mean to you and your program? Thank you, Jen, for having me today. I have, and I, you know, presenting at the conference and just presenting in general is such a great opportunity just to just to show leadership, and uh, it's something I enjoy to do. That presentation around implementing with intent is something that is integral to kind of what I do as a school counselor. There is a Calvin and Hobbes comic where Hobbes asks, is it better to do the right thing and fail or better to do the wrong thing and succeed? And Calvin responds with, the truth is most of us discover where we are heading when we arrive. Well, I am not one of those individuals like to know where I'm heading when I arrive. I really believe, you know, implementing with intent is about having a destination and a plan on how you'll get there. And so that presentation and also just the work that I do as a, as a counselor um, in building a program is all about me having an intentional approach within that program. So it's about, you know, planning out my day, planning out the week and the month and the year so that I know what that path is um, to getting to the end and meeting those program goals that um, we created. Another example of that is just some of the work, you know, that you do with kind of individual students. You know, at school counselors, a lot of times, you know, we are on the go. Students are coming to us uh, with a lot of different, different needs and different things. And I learned that, you know, I am better prepared when I find a proactive approach um, in working with students. I had a student uh, one time, we were doing some planning for transition. Students were moving from fifth to sixth grade um, with us. And every year I give students a survey and I ask students to tell me something about themselves. And then that year I was giving a survey to students that were moving from fifth to sixth, sixth grade. And I had already looked over some of those surveys and results. But it happened to be a fifth grade parent night um, where the fifth grade students were coming to um, the middle school and uh, the students happened to be there too. That night, I saw the student that I had read his survey um, previously and I went to that student and I said, hey, you know, on your survey, you had written that you were going to be BFWAC. And I had no idea what BFWAC meant. I said, um, what does BFWAC mean? He looked at me. Uh, remember, he's a fifth grader. Looked up at me at that time. 
and said, uh, Mr. Barry, that meant best friends with a counselor. I'm like, oh my gosh, this kid, he got me <laughs> right then, right? Best friends with a counselor. I thought, how awesome. Later that night, I'm walking around. I come back. He's in the library. And as he's in the library, I'm kind of watching him. And I see he's running around the library. He's knocking over books, jumping off tables, uh, knocking off chairs. And all I could think was, he's so right. He's going to be best friends with a counselor. <laughs> so what I learned was that I need to be proactive. I need to be intentional in how I work with kids. And I need to ask kids, ask teachers, ask um, parents, what are the needs, right? What needs do your students have? What needs do you have as a teacher? Uh, my administrators, uh, what needs do you see um, that we have? And then plan and be proactive in, in approaching that. I could have waited for him two months in or, or two weeks in to show me that he needed to be best friends with the counselor, but he told me up front, you know? And so those things are kind of what I see that's important into in, in understanding how we take an intentional approach around counseling. Well, you kind of already touched on this a little bit, but we know when you talked about proactive counseling, we know that implementing a comprehensive school counseling program allows for more time for direct and indirect student services. So one such service in your school is the Rittner Attendance Program. So I love this, and I know that attendance issues are something that many counselors struggle with. So can you talk more about this program, how students are selected, different interventions and results? Yes, most definitely. Yeah. So each year, my co-counselor and our counseling team, which comprised of you know our counselor, our social worker, um, we have some other individuals that work with students. We gather and look at what our goals are. Um, and we're looking at, you know, how do we set goals for attendance and achievement and also to address any type of behavior concerns. And so attendance was definitely one of those areas that we wanted to put some focus on. And as we kind of really dig deep into some of our attendance data, we realized that there was there's this population of students that we really wanted to see an opportunity to see growth and in, in them getting to school. You know, and we understood too that part of that kind of getting to school is also about having a feelings of belonging and feeling connected. And so as we kind of took all those things in consideration, you know, we identified a group of students that we knew that possibly we could move to increase their attendance um, over a period of time. What that looked like was that we uh, identified students in each grade level. Um, we had a sixth, seventh, and eighth, and we had probably about seven, eight students for each grade level. And in the beginning of the day, um, we had this really awesome time in the beginning of the day. It's called Husky Time. We're, we are at Rittner Middle School, known as the Huskies. And so during that time was an opportunity for us to, is across the buildings, to connect with students. And so those students actually that we identified came to the counseling center. Uh, we designed a program where we were doing kind of connectedness lessons, um, connecting them to school, connecting them to their learning, connecting them to their future planning, like what do they want to do in the future, and, and trying to find ways to help make learning relevant uh, to them. And so we spend time with them, have breakfast with them, talk about the things uh, that, that are important to them, and did a lot of also hands-on activities with them. And as we began to do that work, they each, each week they track their progress. Um, and so they're tracking their progress throughout the week, documenting how they're doing, talking about how they feel about being at Rittner Middle. 
And over that time, what we saw was just by really connecting with them and them and creating a space for them that they can come to start their day, we saw an increase of 50% of those students who participated increase their attendance over that six-week session. And many of the times when we had to dismiss those students out of that program, they, they wanted to come back, you know, because they enjoyed starting their day um, like that. Um, and so th- that was definitely a, a great program, you know, for us to, to just to find a way to connect, because, you know, I think that's what we find a lot of times is that students sometimes don't feel connected to learning or connected to their school for a lot of different reasons. Definitely. Do you see that attendance issues can often be rooted in not necessarily the students, but maybe in some issues at home? And if that's what you were finding, how did you address those? And how did you work to collaborate with parents on attendance issues? That's definitely true. You know, and I think part of that initial piece of them participating in that program is that communication we did with the parents. So really reaching out to them and and talking about, you know, what successes that we are looking forward to celebrating with with their student uh, as far as being present. You know, things have changed, obviously, in the past two years. And we've really also through even that program increased opportunities for us to even visit families, even at their home, you know, and, and try to work with them kind of where they are. And so a lot of times, you know, with families, that was the work that we, we do. And, and um, you know, I've always, in all the work that I do with families, I always start with a relationship. That's number one. And know that, you know, regardless of what our end goals are, you know, that it, we start with kind of that relationship. And also, I also know that families, they're the expert over their students. They know their students best. And so I really want to collaborate and align with them about what those needs are. So that enabled us to really connect them to even resources that that maybe hadn't been addressed um, in the past. And so those are the things that, you know, within that program and also just within our school counseling program that we always are looking to add and, and improve upon. We are going to pause now for a quick word from one of our sponsors, My Options. My Options would like to relay a big thank you to all school counselors and wish you a happy National School Counseling Week. You help shape the world of our future. As the nation's largest free college and career planning program, My Options Encourage is here to help you blaze innovative approaches to meet your students' emerging needs. We have an evolving portfolio of apps and tools for students, parents, and school counselors to build college lists, track progress, match with scholarships, all in one place. And it's free. Check us out at myoptions.org. So collaboration is so important to the school counseling profession. And it's one of the themes of the Ask National Model, and it's a theme of National School Counseling Week this year, which is school counseling better together. So can you talk about a particularly effective collaboration effort that you've spearheaded or been instrumental to? Yes. You know, the collaboration starts with that relationship piece. And one of the things that I do just in general and how I approach working with students and families and teachers, for me, it's it's also about being present. I think just being present, it speaks to the work that we are doing as school counselors and the work that we that we um, maybe want to do to try to improve students' um, successes. 
one of the needs that I have seen um, within middle school is just an opportunity for us to improve upon more male um, role models within our schools. There's very few male school counselors um, and very few African-American male school counselors. I work in a a school population um, where we have a a large majority of African-American population and also um, um, Hispanic population. And so um, I just really saw a need for us to have more opportunities to have those male role models. And so one of the things that we we began to work on and and that I spearheaded was uh, trying to bring volunteers to our school and those volunteers were fathers, they were grandfathers, brothers, um, could be a coach, could be an uncle. But what we wanted to see is opportunity for them to be involved um, in that learning and have our students have exposure to more male role models. That uh, has been just a delight uh, to see. What we saw from that is that these uh, father figures were able to work one-on-one with students, uh, have conversations with them outside of the classroom. I had a particular grandfather who had collaborated with a ELA sixth grade teacher. And this teacher had spearheaded this new curriculum. And this uh, grandfather was able to collaborate with this teacher and work with a group of small a small group of students and pull them out of the classroom at times and help them work through that curriculum and that's something that you know he would do each day that he came there's so many great opportunities through that program for students to just connect and to build upon even social skills and build upon their academic success it was something that we've seen to be very successful and are looking even more ways how we can expand that across our district and you know the purpose of of that program was really about twofold, help increase opportunities for school safety um, in our building. And so they did at times walk the hallways. They were present at lunch, present in the classroom. So an opportunity just to have more bodies present at school is something that we know this year is definitely lacking. So um, to have that available is such a great, great asset. And then secondly, was to mentor. Everybody in the building knew that they were there. So when we would have those um, individuals come in to the, the school, you know, we'd make those announcements across, across the intercom that, hey, we have this volunteer here today. And so they're looking for them and knowing that, that these father figures are there to um, work as a mentor, talk with students, um, to be present, and just to have another ear you know, for them to listen to. It sounds like you're very intentional about how you plan, collaborate, advocate, and lead to ensure that your program is one that is comprehensive and supportive for all students. How has developing a school counseling calendar for the year impacted your ability to support all students? In speaking about like implementing to intend, one of the things I always talk about is that if you don't plan your plan, someone else is going to plan it for you. So uh, I think as counselors, we know what that looks like. For me, that intentional practice of planning and building a calendar um, was so important. One of my co-counselors, my first year in the building, she had asked me, I know that you're really good at t- with technology and we need this transition video for students that are, are moving from fifth to sixth. And I'm wondering if, if you could work on that. And I thought, yeah, I would love this. This is totally my alley. And I asked her, I said, when do you need it by? She said, uh, we need it in two weeks. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to see what we can do to make this work. After that year, we began to sit down and really plan out our year about like, you know, what are the needs each month? 
so we began to do that. And so we created, you know, kind of that year at a glance and created a calendar for us. For me, I began to just really take that a step further. I do plan out my month. So I'm looking at what direct instruction I'm, I'm teaching. You know, what am I teaching in the classroom? What are my small groups going to look like? I'm planning those out I'm on a calendar for the week. Also on my weekly calendar, I'm planning out individual time so that I can be accessible for students that have individual needs. And, um, you know, while I plan things, does my plan always work out the way I planned it? Not necessarily, but what does happen is that because I do write it down and I'm intentional about that, then I am more likely meet more needs because of that. You know, what I see with that is I'm able to meet some of those those program goals. One of our goals was to increase small group intervention over the year. And we had set a goal to uh, meet with 20% of our student population um, in a small group intervention. I can just plan that we're going to do that, but when I write it down um, and I planned it out and I shared that with all my staff and all my administrators, then it's most likely going to occur. And we actually even surpassed that 20% number. We, we met with 30% of our student population in a small group setting. So uh, having a calendar and having a plan like that um, really speaks to meeting the needs of students. The other thing I look at is month to month. You know, when I think about like how much time am I spending um, providing direct services to students this month and how can I increase that from this month to the next? So those are the things I, I look for as far as trying to be intentional, you know, with that practice. Yeah. So calendars are a form of communicating, essentially, what your school counseling program is doing. But what are some other ways that you can communicate the work that is taking place within your program? Yes. Yeah. As I've kind of planned that work, you know, one of the things I I do quarterly is kind of put together a, a, a quarterly memo. I've done that actually monthly. I've done it quarterly. And I send that out to everybody. Uh, My administrator gets that. All the staff get that. And on that, it just, I let them know, you know, these are the numbers. You know, these are how many students I've seen. This is um, how many small groups I have have ran. Um, And these are the topics and the things we're talking about. Um, If I've done any survey pieces with students or staff, or I'm sharing that data back with them also. And the comments that I get from that usually is, can you continue to send this to us? I really appreciate that. <laughs> so I think that we forget, like, I know at times we think that we are communicating what we're doing and hopefully people are seeing that, but we really need to let people know that. And I think, you know, that's part of kind of what, you know, National School Counseling Week is about, right? It's about promoting the programming that we do because that's so important so that everybody that we come across has an understanding about this important work and how this has an impact on student achievement. That's just one way that that I, I do that. Additionally, too, some of the things that we just planned, you know, proactively in our, our counseling program was we meet uh, yearly with an administrative conference with our admin, and we talk about what our plan is for the beginning of the year. Additionally, our counseling team is part of the our administrative team in the aspect that we meet weekly. Um, it's called the ACT, the Administrative Counseling Team, and we talk about building wide goals and needs and how does the our program, how can we influence some of those those pieces? And so we're part of that. We also a- attend regularly the PTO meetings and present to um, our families there. And we, and we talk about things that are related to what we do. And we have a school counseling advisory committee quarterly uh, that meets and we share that data with them. During the time when we actually 
were virtual, we continued to have those counseling advisory committees. Um, but we also did a lot of parent meetings every other month. And we did those virtually and presented a lot of different information about how what we do as counselors in our program and how that has an impact. And also provide, uh, received a lot of feedback you know, from families about what some of their needs were. So there's just a wealth of different ways to do that. Um, but what we found, what worked for us was were those things. And now for a word from another one of our sponsors, the United States Marine Corps. The United States Marine Corps is honored to partner with the American School Counselor Association. As educators concerned with the advancement of young Americans, we believe that you provide your students with the knowledge they need to thrive, the discipline to apply what they have learned, and the desire to achieve more. Just as you make every effort to prepare your students for life beyond the classroom, the Marine Corps strives to help every Marine reach his or her potential. We look forward to building relationships in your school community and working with you to identify those individuals who possess the fighting spirit to take on the challenge of securing our nation. Please accept our invitation to learn more by visiting connect.marines.com. Communicating, again, a common theme here. So communicating with your administrators, which you kind of touched on a little bit already um, with the administrative conference, but communicating with administrators about your program is really important. Can you talk a little bit about that and kind of the impact it's had on your school counseling program? Yes, most definitely. You know, I I don't know how successful us meeting some of these needs and goals would have been had we not had great relationships with our administrators and our administrators understanding the work, you know, that we do as school counselors. You know, my first year in at Renner Middle, I had been a counselor previously for eight or 10 years. And I had come back to Rittner Middle. It was a place I had worked at um, before, but I hadn't been a counselor there. But I'd come back to a, a school where I knew a lot of people. And my first year, I just really watched and listened. You know, I just kind of wanted to see how things were and what the school climate was and get to know, again, my co-counselor and, and how we did things there and get to know my administrator and kind of what some of their needs and, and ideas were. My second year there, though, I began to really see, you know, that need and wanted to increase opportunities for us to meet with students in a small group setting. And, and uh, we were able to find a space for us to do that, um, had a classroom and, and saw an increase of us working with students in a small group setting. In the beginning of my third year, I, my administrator shared with me that that space was no longer going to be available. And at that time, our counseling department, me and the other counselor, we were kind of back in the office where the administrators were. And there's advantages to that. But at the same time, there, our office space wasn't very big. We couldn't have really private conversations and do some of the work that we wanted to do. Um, and this was probably about three days prior to school starting. I had asked my administrator, I just said, hey, you know, I know you know the work that you want us to do and the work that you've asked me to do here. I'm just not sure. I'm just asking, you know, how, what that's going to look like this year and just with this office space I have. Can we look at other opportunities for us to maybe have different space here in this building? And Dr. Rich said, yes, let's go take a walk. And so that go take a walk was so critical. And we looked around the building and just 
try to identify additional space, you know, that could help us grow um, this program. Before the end of the day, he found a space that was had been tucked away close to the teacher's lounge. And I was able to open up and be in that space. Um, it was probably three times the space that I had had had. And what came from that, um, just that work and him understanding that we've done all this other work together and we built this relationship and he understood what counselors um, could do, gave us a space um, for me to do work that year where I was able to meet with more students in, the, in that small group setting. And had it not been that opportunity, you know, that would really limited the, the opportunity for us to serve students in a proactive way. He saw that throughout the year. He saw what that looked like. He saw me pulling students out of lunch, the lunchroom, and work with them and, and working more proactively with students and saw the increase of that. That the following year, there was another room right next door. The other counselor moved right next door. They tore down walls. They rebuilt some walls and created our own counseling center space um, so that our counseling center and our counselors could be right by each other, working with students in a more proactive way. So. You know, I, what I can say to that is that it really was about, you know, us sitting down with him at the beginning of the year, talking about our goals and knowing that, hey, we knew our destination and we knew where we wanted to go, but we had to really have hard conversations about how we're going to get there with our current reality. He was able to kind of um, work with us and collaborate with us to give us a reality that now, you know, we have results to show from, so... Wow, that's that's amazing. It is, yeah. Tearing down walls and everything. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. So we close each episode with what inspires or motivates you? Well, I mean, what inspires me and motivates me are are the students. I recall myself being a student, you know, when I was younger and um, knowing a couple uh, teachers that had such an impact and influence on my own life. I had a first grade teacher that uh, you would almost think drive me to, to class each day. Um, I was would cry and didn't want to go to class. I didn't want to leave my mom. I remember this in first grade, and and Miss Overby would would drag me to class, you know. But in fifth grade, when I was in her class, she also was one that when my mom couldn't get me to my bowling and couldn't get me someplace, she she was the person that also took me there, you know. So she showed that she cared outside of the, of school. That was something that meant so much to me and it's something that I've kept with me, you know, throughout this time when I when I finally got into education. For me, you know, I wanted to make sure that I also continued, you know, to do that and, and um, found a way to have an impact, you know, with students. I mean, it's kind of, you know, they inspire me and, and I hope to inspire them, you know, in that way. My mother in middle school Something she said to me was, you know, Matt, it doesn't matter what anyone says to you or does to you as long as you know who you are. That's been something that's been kind of just ongoing working with middle school students and working with high school students is to help them find who they are. And middle school is such a critical time. That's really that question you're asking is who am I, you know? And so the ability to be able to do that every day as a school counselor and to get up and know that that becomes your, that's your why, you know, is, is what continues to motiv- motivate me each day. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you taking the time to join us today. And congratulations again on being a finalist. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to to be here today. and, uh, and And I thank you. 
Thank you all for listening. We hope to have you back on our next episode, but until then, be sure to check out our website, schoolcounselor.org, for school counselor resources. We'd also love to engage with you on all of our social media platforms. Find us on Facebook at the American School Counselor Association, Twitter at Aska Tweets, and Instagram at WeAreAska. Thanks and hear from you soon. I'm Jen Walsh, and this has been I Hear You Say, the podcast from the American School Counselor Association.